Sipping the tea with Alexa on Bars and Hoops Radio. Oh, yeah. Hey, Alexa. What we need to know today. Hey, guys, and welcome back to Sipping Tea with Alexa. Today, I have for you Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker celebrating their one-year anniversary. Scott Disick got girlfriend Amelia Hamlin an expensive gift for her birthday. Jennifer Aniston gives a sweet tribute to Courtney Cox's daughter Coco for her 17th birthday. A new trailer released today for Apple TV Plus original The Morning Show. And a recap of the newest episode of The Bachelorette. Let's get right into it. On Saturday, June 12th, Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker celebrated their one-year anniversary as a couple. The two shared photos on Instagram to commemorate the occasion. It was only back in February that the couple made their romance Instagram official. A source close to Jenner says that this is the happiest she has ever been in a relationship. The two first sparked rumors together back in April 2020, but kept things private and low-key throughout the year. Jenner doesn't normally announce her relationship status to the world, leaving fans always guessing on who she is involved with. The two seem very happy together, and I wish them all the best. Over the weekend, couple Scott Disick and Amelia Hamlin celebrated Amelia's 20th birthday in Miami. The couple went out to dinner with friends and family where Hamlin was surprised with a luxurious necklace from Disick. The necklace was a diamond-studded cross that made Hamlin tear up as Disick gave it to her. The two have been celebrating Hamlin's birthday since Tuesday, June 8th, and don't plan on stopping just yet. Happy birthday to Amelia, and let's hope the good times keep on rolling for the couple. Speaking of birthday celebrations, Courtney Cox's daughter Coco celebrated her 17th birthday on Sunday. People can't stop talking about the sweet birthday tributes her mother and godmother, Jennifer Aniston, posted for it. Courtney started the day off with some sweet throwback pictures of Coco with the caption, Happy 17th birthday to my strong, sensitive, creative, loving, soulful, beautiful, talented, and wise Coco. I love you so much. Then it was Jen's turn. Aniston also posted throwback photos of her and goddaughter, with the caption, Happy Birthday, My Sweet Coco-licious. Then she also shared a sweet photo of her, Coco, and Courtney all together. I hope Coco enjoyed her day and was able to spend it with the people closest to her. Apple TV Plus released the trailer for Season 2 of the hit drama series, The Morning Show. Season 2 is going to pick up right after the shocking finale of Season 1 left off. Along with the return of Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, and Steve Carell, Season 2 will feature some new stars like Juliana Margulies, Greta Lee, Holland Taylor, and so much more. I watched the trailer this morning. It was so good. I'm so excited for this new season. Season 1 was fantastic, amazing, out of this world, and I I really can't. I've been waiting for Season 2. I'm so excited. New episodes will be available for streaming on September 17th, and you can catch up on season one of The Morning Show now on Apple TV+. Now it's time for my recap of the second episode of The Bachelorette. This week we had a lot more drama now that we're getting into dates and the guys getting to know each other better. The, the competition is rising and there's, there's a lot to get to, so we'll just get right into it. 
We had our first group day, which was a quiz or competition to find Katie's perfect lover. And it was super uncomfortable, especially for the one guy, Mike, who is a virgin and is waiting for marriage. I don't understand why they would put him on a show like this, first of all, let alone a group date like this. It's It's got to be super... It was so uncomfortable to watch him be so uncomfortable in the date. And it's just... With The Bachelorette being so sex positive, why do we have someone who's waiting for marriage? Like, these are total opposite human beings. I just... I don't understand. But he got through it. He actually ended up winning the competition by being so vulnerable and telling her how he's waiting for his wife to give all of himself to, which I totally respect, and it was a brave thing to do, and you know what? It won him the trophy, so go Mike. Uh, There was this one person, Carl, who was thinking way too much of this show like a competition, which granted it is, but you're here for The Bachelorette, Katie, and he's always talking about, gotta get my head in the game, I wanna win the trophy, I want to get the rose. It's like, bro, chill. That's not really what you're here for. So clearly you were here for the wrong reasons. And I just don't get a good vibe from him. So at the end of the date, the group date rose went to Thomas, which thank goodness Carl did not get it because frankly, he doesn't deserve it. I just, I don't like Carl, as you can tell. (laughs) He's just so aggressive about the whole competition thing. And it's like, no, chill out. Then we see that Greg, the person who got the first impression rose, also got the first one-on-one, which is very rare in the Bachelor franchise. I feel like most people get the first impression rose and then the Bachelor or Bachelorette waits a couple dates before they give them a one-on-one because it's like already known that you like them. But Greg got the first one-on-one, which go Greg. I really like Greg. He's a solid dude. They went fishing and camping in the woods, which is something I completely love to do. So I love this date. I loved watching it. I was jealous. I wish I could have been camping and fishing. (laughs) It was a very cute date and they ended up connecting over dinner about their fathers and their relationships with them. And Greg ended up getting the rose, which I thought was totally well-deserved. And I'm rooting for Greg. If Connor B doesn't become Katie's final person, which I'm still holding out for, then Greg. Greg is a good choice. So either one I'm okay with. (laughs) Then we have our second group date where there was a competition of boys mud fighting to get to spend extra time with Katie. It was paired off into two people wrestling each other in mud. I don't know. I was indifferent about the date. It was fun, cool. I guess it's just guys wrestling, which to me is whatever. (laughs) The fight between Aaron and Cody was extremely aggressive and looked very personal. Everyone was just overall confused because they were just looking around saying how much tension there was between the two. And we've been kind of in the dark about it. Like we saw in the first episode, Aaron and Cody not get along for like two seconds where Aaron was like, I don't like you. And then he kind of walked away. And I even said in the last recap, that was very confusing. So apparently there is tension between the two because they know each other from back home and Aaron just doesn't like Cody at all. Aaron ended up winning the whole competition of the mud fight thing and got to spend extra time with Katie. And Katie ended up bringing up the fact how it was so awkward and how that fight between him and Cody felt so personal. 
And then Aaron went on to explain that he knows Cody from home. They're not really friends, but he knows enough about him to know that he doesn't like him. He's not here for the right reasons, and he's really here to just get famous, which Katie doesn't like to hear. At the after party, Katie goes up to Cody and says exactly what Aaron told her. And of course, Cody's going to deny it, say no, and say the complete opposite of what Aaron says, because who wants to own up to being called malicious and unkind to other people and only here to get famous? No, no one wants to do that. Katie ends up getting very confused between who to believe, Aaron or Cody, and she just didn't get a good feel from Cody when she did bring it up to him. He wasn't very confident in his answer of, oh my gosh, no, I would I would never do that. Like, I'm, I'm here for the right reasons. He was kind of, as she said, calculated, which I agreed. He was a little suspicious about the whole thing. So she ends up not wasting any time, sends Cody home. Honestly, I respect so much out of a lead in this show because oftentimes the leads find out these silly little drama things that they can nip in the bud right then and there. But they don't, and they let that stupid drama drag on for the next three weeks. And it's so boring for the audience to watch that I really appreciate Katie just nipping it in the bud and being like, Alright, here's how to end the drama. Send one of you home. Goodbye. Thank you. Finally, someone with a fiber of common sense in this show. And so the other guys end up trying to cheer Katie up throughout the night because she's very distraught over the whole thing. And the one person who did successfully was Andrew S., who ended up getting that group date rose. So now we go into the cocktail party. And the cocktail party's going swell and fine. And Katie asks the guys in the beginning to tell her if there are any suspicious people who still aren't here for the right reasons. Like she wants to know what's going on in the house. She would like to know. So feel free to tell her. Well, Carl took it a step further and he says there are multiple people in the house who are not here for the right reasons, but won't name any names. Katie asked for them and he just, he says, oh, I won't put anyone on blast. I'm not going to do that. Dude, you can't say that multiple people in the house are here for the wrong reasons and then not give examples. No. At that point, you're just creating drama and you're stirring the pot to, to get a rose, to get ahead, and all you're saying is not true. Katie is really upset by this and honestly really confused by this. And she ends up gathering the guys in a big group meeting and basically tells them off and says, if you were not here for me, get out. But Katie is also confused on whether to believe Carl or not because Carl wouldn't name people. So she's now sitting here thinking, well, is he lying or are there actually multiple guys in the house who are not here for me? Katie ends up leaving the room with Aaron, someone who she trusts and who has brought up suspicious people to her before to talk about things. And the guys are trying to figure out who said that multiple people in the house are not to be trusted. And it took a while for Carl to fess up to what he said. Again, red flag. And then the guys basically just go in on him and ask, who's the name? Who is it? Who is it? Carl still won't name any names, meaning he doesn't have any names to name, meaning he just made it up so he could get ahead and now he's getting caught in a lie. And it's just unnecessary drama. It's stupid. He upset Katie for literally no reason at all. Like, of course people are there for the wrong reasons, but you don't know that just yet. Carl is there for the wrong reasons. He's been talking about this like a competition since day one in his interviews. Like, 
I want to get the trophy. I got to get my head in the game. You're not here for the right reasons, dude. It was honestly ridiculous. And we didn't get a rose ceremony tonight, which made me mad because I really don't like it when they don't end an episode on a rose ceremony. Let's just get rid of some guys that we know aren't making it that far. Ugh. Anyway, that's how the episode ended with unnecessary stupid drama. And I guess we'll pick it up next week with more unnecessary stupid drama. <laughs> that's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening to another episode. Be sure to keep on tuning in to Sipping Tea with Alexa. Alexa.